Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Evening, Commissioner. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. It's talking ish with your commish. Back after the draft to grade your ass. And recap the time that was. I had a great fucking time. Back-to-back party weekends, baby. That's what life's about. Don't you miss that shit? It's like you can have more than one great weekend this summer. Not if you listen to the liberal Democrats. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not Mark Nardotti over here. Anyway, um, draft was a great time. I think it was pretty successful given the circumstances. The day started with like raining cats and dogs is dog shit day we couldn't have asked for a worse day and then right when we were about to get started the sky opened up enough for us to get our thing going and i'll be honest with you it went a lot better than i thought it was gonna go i I, it could have been tragically bad i put a lot all my eggs in one basket for one event and i thought it was a lot of fun the feedback so far that i've gotten you guys seem to think it was fun put a lot of work a lot of effort a lot of sweat, blood, sweat, and tears into that, and I'm glad we pulled it off. And honestly, I think the biggest improvement to the draft this year was having it in the basement. This was the setup that I think works the best of all the setups we've done so far. So out of COVID, in a beautiful constraint, comes great ideas, I guess. And every year we're going to get better. So next year will be even better, even more fun. But this year felt more fun to me. I don't know. I felt like we were all kind of in one spot, collectively together, joking around, smoking darts, and shooting each other with paintballs. Um, I got tagged a few times, so you didn't leave here with just good memories. You got a couple welts on you. If you're probably sitting at your desk at home right now, I know Mark's got a big fat one on his thigh. Dave had a couple that I saw. I um, was sitting at my desk today, and I started to get a little bit of like a fucking headache, and I never get headaches because I stay. I like to stay hydrated. Most headaches are caused from dehydration. Fun fact. Uh, But I'm sitting at my desk, I got this fucking headache, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I start touching my head, and it's like fucking puffy on the side. And I'm like, oh, it's because Zach Maron shot me in the fucking head with the first shot of the goddamn gulag. And I got a big old welt under my hair somewhere. It's hard to tell. I got a lot of flow over here. But that kind of collateral damage was bound to happen when you put a range in your backyard, and you have people pretty much shoot each other from point-blank range with paintball guns. If I could do it all again... I would probably have tried to find us more padding. So you don't have to walk up and be like, oh shit, I'm about to get tagged and it's going to hurt. I think that element, at least for me, because I'm a big old bitch. Like I I know how bad that first sting of the paintball shot is. And I just like, oh, you cringe thinking about it. It's not bad at all after or any time afterward for the most part. But that first sting, you're like, ah, ah, motherfucker. It hurts so bad, so like you want to avoid that at all costs. So you play kind of like a poos-poos, and that's exactly what I did. I was like one-handed shots around corners and stuff. I fucking sucked balls, but good enough to at least finish so I got a decent pick, and I'm happy with that. I'm really happy with uh, the way the draft went. I think we were speedy, a little bit more expeditious this time. We FaceTimed BJ in. It all kind of worked out, and I couldn't ask for more. Now, what I don't know, the big fucking wild card on this whole season is the NFL itself. 
Like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen with COVID and how this is going to go? I've been watching Hard Knocks. I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks. If you have, and I suggest you watch it. It was pretty good. The last one was a little bit uh, all about, like, the protests and all that stuff. So it was, like, a kind of a deeper, uh, more serious one. Not as lighthearted as some of the other Hard Knocks. But, God, it makes you get excited for football. If you're not excited for football right now, go watch Hard Knocks. Go watch it. Get excited for football and come back to me. But it seems like they've got this shit a little bit figured out, at least from what I'm watching. Like, uh, the NFL, I know, is going to have a problem because they don't have a bubble. Players are going to test positive and shit's going to happen. It's just, can we resolve that shit and not have to postpone games? If we have to postpone games, this thing's going to get messy real fast. And that's why at the draft, if you'll recall, uh, right before we drafted, we voted on how to handle the COVID situation. I'd like to recap that for all of you who probably weren't paying attention because the conversation was pretty much dominated by uh, like three or four people that determined this for all of us, just so the rest of you out there know it. So here is how we decided to handle COVID, uh, just in case you forgot. Every week, you're going to be submitting a ranking of your players, or you can just submit your ranking, and that will just stand as your ranking unless you change it. But you're going to rank your players in numerical order, um, and in the event that you have a guy, let's say it's Monday night, they cancel the Monday night game because of COVID, we have to be able to slot in another player. It's the only fair way to figure it out. But we don't want you to just be able to pick the guy who got the highest point total on Sunday and stick him in your lineup. So we will have you rank your players, and whatever player is highest ranked on that list is going to go into the game. Now, that may result in the guy from Sunday with the highest point total going now from the bench into your lineup, but I can't think of a better way to handle it. Mark brought this forward through ESPN's recommendations, so it's being recommended by one of the biggest fantasy football sites out there. I kind of feel like it's the most fair thing we could probably come up with. If you've got an alternative, speak now before the season starts and we can figure it out. But until then, the rule will stand as you've got to submit your ranking of your players. Um, You can do it once, and that stands as your ranking, or you can do it every week. I don't give a shit. As long as there's documentation somewhere that I can work from, we'll get it all sorted out in the event that there's a COVID meltdown and we got to figure this shit out. So use the uh, uh, the ESPN app because we're back to ESPN. We voted for that. No more Yahoo. Fuck that shit. That was a terrible fucking experiment we did. I'm so glad to be back to ESPN. Use the ESPN chat feature either on the app or the desktop, whatever. Get your fucking thing on there. I have, uh, there's a, a forum, you can post it, talk some shit, have some fun with it. So just to recap some other changes that we made at the draft, we voted on several things. Um, the first vote that did not pass was to have, uh, the kicker in the defense eliminated. Uh, and then we voted to have just the kicker eliminated and you guys turned that down. But interestingly enough, somehow because of like the COVID conversation, I guess people were like, oh, well, maybe we should have another flex spot. And then someone suggested, well, why don't we get rid of the kicker and add a flex, which is the same proposition you guys voted down last year. Remember, I went on a whole tirade about why the kicker sucks, and then Jake rebuttaled with a video of that Eagles field goal from a few years ago, as though emphasizing why kickers are important to fantasy football. But you all fell for it. You all ate out of his palms. And now this year you vote to get rid of the kicker, which I'm happy about. Don't get me wrong. But same exact fucking proposition we had last year. So we have gotten rid of the kicker, which I sign our see you later. Probably 
never going to let you guys reinstate the kicker, no matter how hard you try. I will use all my commissioner power to veto that fucking shit. Um, But now we got another flex, which is, I think, the right move here for COVID. Now, if you guys want to go back to something, I will be fair. We can vote on it, whatever, after we're out of this COVID situation, if you feel like the other flex doesn't make sense. But this year, we're rolling with another flex. So two flex, two two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and a quarterback. That's your that's your lineup, 16 players, and we've added and voted for an IR spot, which you can either use for um, IR people or I'm going, I mean, we voted no COVID, but if the league, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this right now, if the league allows you uh, as the, as a team to place a, a player on IR for COVID, then we have to allow it as an IR for our spot. But if it's just a COVID designation, we voted against that. So we at actually said, you know, can we put a player on IR for COVID? And everybody said, no, can we add a COVID spot? No. So we're not going to have a COVID spot. So if your player gets COVID, they're just on the bench. The IR spot is only for injuries. So we've got an IR spot, new flex spot. I like it. It's not that drastic. Don't act dramatic and be like, oh, man, another flex. Like, oh, like you still got to manage your squad. If anything, I think this makes it more challenging to manage your squad because now you've got to actually draft a team that can feel the second flex. And most people in this league, by historical precedence, don't have that. I shouldn't talk shit, though. I'm not really happy with how I, how my team turned out. So who knows? Maybe I'm getting paintballed this year. Bring it on. If I ever get paintballed, we're going all out for it. We're gonna. It's literally, I'm going to make you guys get 10 paintball guns and shoot me all at once like a true firing squad. That would be my paintball punishment. And I'm not going to coordinate it either. You got to fucking coordinate it if I'm the one who gets shot because I'm not going to coordinate my own execution, okay? Anyway, before we get into grading your teams, um, even though they're all they're all fucking garbage anyway. Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. Um, I wanna I wanna go on a little bit of a rant here on something that literally just happened on the group chat. This whole thing with uh, you know, our boy Mark, he's out there doing his thing. He's got his Instagram, putting recipes up, putting himself out there. That's something that you know, you can you can fucking shit on anybody for you know, being an Instagram person, but when you put yourself out there and you do something online for everybody to see, like, that's courage. And you can call me, like, fucking gay or whatever for saying that, but Mark's courageous for putting himself out there and trying to do something different. Just fucking cooking because he enjoys it and sharing it with the world and sharing these, these recipes that he enjoys. I think that's cool. And this fucking bitch that comments on his thing, he goes, he goes through the, like, fucking trouble. I've given this woman credit for the recipe that he did. And he did a variation on the recipe. It's not like he just completely plagiarized the fucking thing. Like, yeah, maybe 90% of it could be hers. But if you put a twist on it, guess what, bitch? It ain't yours. And last time I checked, there ain't no trademark laws on recipes. You ain't McDonald's. We don't have a fucking, like, formula locked down on your secret sauce. You're not Coca-Cola. Your fucking formula is not locked away in Fort Knox, okay? You own a blog for fucking paleo fitness. Okay? Shut the fuck up. Enjoy the fact that somebody enjoyed your recipe enough to go through the trouble to cook it, post it online, and give you credit. You want to come at him in the comments and say that shit? How about you? Uh, go fuck yourself. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's what I'm talking about. Mark has an Instagram where he posts recipes 
that he he creates, and he he it's like him cooking. If you've ever seen Nish cook, it's it's like that, but better because I don't have to listen to some rambling Asian kid who thinks he's black. Um, but Mark posts this video. The woman, I guess, who he credited for the recipe, comments on the post and says, "I'm going to quote it." She says, "So glad you enjoyed it." Can you please remove the recipe ingredients and instructions and direct people to my website instead? Now, first of all, my first point here. When you click on her name, which is fucking stupid name, what great grandma ate, go fuck yourself, number one. But when you click her name, her website's not even linked on her Instagram page. Like, I'm looking at it right now. Her name's Jean Choi, and for some reason she has this acronym next to her name, FNTP. I have no idea what that means. It might mean, fuck, I need therapy, please. There's no I in there. But you get what I'm fucking saying. This bitch sucks. But link your shit to your own Instagram. Link link your website to your own Instagram. Because if Mark gives you credit, I'm going to be like, oh, that's a cool recipe. Let's see what else this lady's got. Oh, there's her profile. Oh, there's her website. And now I'm on your website. My boy doesn't need to give you credit. Because first of all, as we mentioned, he variated it. It's not the same thing. It's his own property, but he was nice enough to give you credit, and now you're trying to bitch at him to try to get some clicks? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself hard. And I really appreciate the fact that my boy Stein, who doesn't give a fuck about what anyone thinks, commented on the post, which I guess was deleted. He comments at this person, so he ats her, he tags her in this, and he says, I have made both recipes, and yours is dog shit compared to this one. So props to Stein for sticking up for his boy. Mark, that bitch can go fuck herself. You're a bigger man, though, because you had a pretty amicable comment back. I would have told that bitch to go fuck herself. And you know what? She can go fuck herself, and she's now made a permanent enemy out of this podcast. So if she if she ever had the audacity to think that she could be a guest here, I'm talking ish with your commish, well, guess what, bitch? You ain't coming on, and now you've lost out on tens of listeners so you're fucked good luck getting popular now bitch nobody's clicking on that website and and by the way have you ever noticed that when you get a fucking recipe on a website some bitch has to tell you about her whole life story oh my great-grandfather used to cook this bread and he would go thousands of miles to get the dough and all the ingredients he grow the wheat from wheat from seed and he would harvest it himself and and it's like literally 14 pages before you even get to an ingredients list and then as she's telling you the recipe it's like oh put this in the pot and then my grandfather used to take long walks through the lavender fields in paris like no one cares bitch we want to know the recipe and we want to be able to just follow along and cook it that's where mark's page gets it right and that's why you should follow at kitchen marksman on instagram Check out his recipes. Check out his videos. He puts a lot of work into this shit. So check him out. And he's doing his thing. He's he's showing you how to make it. He's listing the ingredients. He's not giving you a diatribe on why he chose the recipe. Because no one fucking cares. All people want to see is the recipe. How to do it. The ingredients they need. And then boom, bang, bing. Everybody's happy. Mark's got the formula down. So follow him. Follow your boy. Comment on his posts. Like, like his stuff. This podcast is brought to you by Kitchen Marksman because he's making stuff. We're also brought to you by Dick's Sporting Goods. They might as well sell a bag of dicks because they're a bunch of liberal pussies who won't sell guns no more. Just kidding. Again, not Mark Nardotti's podcast. And one more rant before we go on to uh, greeting your teams. 
this Mark Nardotti thing. I went down a real rabbit hole because I knew this kid from back in the day. Like, I knew this kid growing up through baseball. Him and my dad used to go at it all the time, but they were also kind of close friends. His dad actually recently passed away a couple of years ago, and I think that really fucked Mark up, clearly. Um, But this podcast that he has, I would love to have him in this studio so we can talk about his crazy like QAnon uh, conspiracy theories and shit. In his podcast, he went on a rant about how the public school system is not failing the black community because the black people are apparently just, you know, they don't want to go to class and that's on them. But even if they wanted to learn, according to this guy, um, the textbooks are written by Israeli special agent, like intelligence people, like the Israeli CIA. I'm not making this shit up. Go check it out. His most recent podcast. This kid is saying that textbooks in our high schools are being written by Israeli operatives. This kid is off the reservation. And I know that, that that's probably not a PC thing to say anymore anyway. I can't even say that because it's like it's offensive to Native Americans. Can we get any more offensive to Native Americans? Like I fucking live here. Just my presence as a white man in the Native American land is literally offensive. So there's nothing I can say that's going to top that to a, to a Native American. So I can say off the reservation, just so you know. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by Guardian Solutions. You guys need some fucking insurance? I got a guy. He'll come to your house. doesn't matter where you live. He'll drive over, and he'll be like, yo, you need some insurance? You need some? And then he'll sell it to you. He'll sell it to you hard and good. Call Guardian Solutions. You got my boy Dave. That's all you need to know, period. My boy Dave, Guardian Solutions. Call him up. Anyway, let's go into your teams. We're going to grade you. I'm going to give you first the ESPN rankings. So ESPN comes out with their own uh, projection every week based on their calculation of your projected point totals and blah, blah, blah. So they're projecting right now, based on our draft, this would be their ESPN power rankings, which don't mean shit because they don't have power. You know what I'm saying? So here's ESPN, and then we'll go to mine. ESPN says number 10 team would be Dave, number 9 Zifo. Number eight, Joe. Number seven, Mike. Number six, Jake. Number five, Kamish. Number four, Zach Maron. Number three, Stein. Number two, BJ. And the number one team, according to ESPN, is Mark. So, Mark, BJ, Stein, Zach Maron, Kamish, Jake, Mike, Joe, Zifo, Dave in the last spot, according to ESPN. Now, obviously, their rankings are founded in no science at all, but ours are founded in a lot of science. Like, I'm talking, like, so much science, Greta Thornburg would be proud. Is that her name? Thornburg? 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 Greta something. Greta, girl from another country, um, to be proud of how green our fucking rankings are and shit. Okay? I'm drunk, if you haven't told. If you can't tell, I'm drunk off of uh, Mike's Four Roses. This podcast is brought to you by... Oh, shit. Drop the whole fucking bottle. Let's pick it back up. It's a Four Roses single barrel, or no, Four Roses small batch select. Kentucky straight bourbon crafted uh, from six unique bourbons. It'll get you drunk. They're our proud sponsor for Power Rankings. Brought to you by Four Roses once again. 
But uh, remember, the difference between my rankings and the ESPN ones is you don't got rankings unless. Unless you've got power! Here we go. Number 10. Number 10 in the real power rankings. Um, the team that I thought did uh, not the best job at the draft. Zifo. So, yeah, I'm going to be a little harsh on our former champion. But his team, uh, his first pick relies on a guy in Cleveland. Red flag number one. Took a quarterback in the second round. Now, granted, that quarterback had more fantasy points in our league than most people last year. But can he repeat that? Mm, maybe. He could. But he also could, like, just not even come anywhere near that. So, big risk and at a number two pick. And then <coughs> the rest of the squads, it's a bunch of has-beens or never-was. So, uh, harsh criticism from the commish on the Zifo. But uh, Zifo coming at the bottom of our power rankings. Number nine. Coming in at number nine is Joe. And honestly, the reasons I've probably put him at number nine are largely not his fault. Great team name. Timmy Tryhard. Love it. Cod reference. Relevant. Funny. Um, it's mostly the picks that were made after he left. And that's really not his fault. But when you leave early, the consequences are that you get Sam Darnold drafted to your bench. And we try to give you a fair shake, but let's be honest, your bench is dog shit right now. So, uh, Jove has a pretty good, not great, starting lineup. So there's potential there that he could win some games and find some advantageous opportunities to get to the playoffs. But, all in all, leaving the draft early is going to kill you, brother. At least in my power rankings. Uh, I probably should mention that the ESPN ranking, so you have reference. So Zifo came in at 10. Um, his power rankings in ESPN were 9. So we're not that far off from ESPN. Uh, Jove came in at number 9. ESPN had him at 8. So Kamish just a little bit more, uh, I guess, down on Jove. So sorry, Jove. But it's, it's good news that Jove's mar marriage is still on. Well, the wedding, I should say. I hope the marriage is on, too. For you and your sake. Get laid. Uh, Jove at number nine. Number eight. Coming in at number eight on the commission's power rings, ML. ML came in at seven on ESPN, but the commission are big to differ. Is that racist because I did an Asian voice? Hit me up. 610-632-0975. Mike with a name I don't particularly care for. Um, do better. Uh, I like his squad in some places, but on the whole, kind of shitty. Honestly, I might, might have been able to put him at, at anywhere from 10 through 9 through 8, but I chose him here because it felt like uh, he had enough pop to be trouble. But then a couple of questionable, questionable things, like Dalvin Cook, number one pick. I know you're in a tough spot picking where you're picking, but... ooh. A little bit of a red flag on Dalvin Cook, right? He's been hurt a couple times and all that shit. Miles Sanders going to spread the carries. Who knows? Even with this, like, shitty running back tandem that we've got, you don't got any Jordan Howard, so is Miles Sanders going to step it up and be that guy? I don't know. I hope so as an Eagles fan. But as a Mike uh, opponent, no. I hope he fucking eats shit and they spread those carries to a couple of no-name running backs and all that kind of New England formula type shit. Um, ODB 
is the part pick I have the most uh, problem with because that guy's dog shit, dude. He's on Cleveland. I know you live there, uh, but he's a dog shit person and a dog shit player. Zegertz, I think uh, you're going to have some trouble there with Dallas Goddard. Um, but all in all, I mean, again, any squad could do anything. Who the fuck knows? I'm making shit up as I go. I'm li- I've literally done no research. So who the fuck am I to comment on this stuff? I'm just pulling shit out of my ass for power rankings. But this feels to me like where Mike should be. Thus, is, this is where he is. So, Mike, I'm sorry. But you're coming in at 8. Uh, but you were you were good in the uh, the games. So, I guess you got that going for you. Decent in the games, I should say. Not that great. I'm being honest. Uh, Mike at number 8. Number 7. Number 7 in my power rings is Dave. I could tell that Dave uh, did his homework for the first half of the draft. For the second half, not so much. Um, in the power rankings for ESPN, Dave's the last place team, but I disagree with that. I think Dave has a really good starting lineup and not a great bench. But that starting lineup, once again, because I don't know shit, is on the surface a pop you in the face type of starting lineup. So when you face Dave at full strength, he's a formidable opponent. But there are certain question marks, like on any roster. I'm going to point out Cam Newton. He could be a boomer bust guy for Dave. He could be a big boom if Belichick uses him the way we think Belichick may use him. But he could be a bust on any given week because who the fuck knows what the Patriots offense is going to be on any given week. But I like Dave's starting lineup. The bench, I'm not crazy about. I think he had a reach pick in Jalen Rager, who's now hurt. Rager, Targaryen, first of his name. Um, all in all, though, Dave's got a shot, as as, as does anybody, because I don't know fucking shit. I just want to get through these bad rackets. <laughs> I'm so drunk. Got to go eat some food, guys. Uh, it's Wednesday. Shouldn't get this drunk on a Wednesday. But Dave, coming in at number seven. Number six. Number six. Same as ESPN. Jake at number six. Jake took like three or four or five or seven wide receivers in a row, um, which could come back to bite him in the ass. But they're really good players, so he's got points uh, coming his way if things pan out the way that you think that they will. But no one's guaranteed shit. DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Kill, Boom, boom, boom. And then DJ Moore. I mean... Uh, we'll see what, what happens down there in Carolina and whether he's going to have uh, a, a year or not. But the Leonard Fournette pick, everybody this week's freaking out about because he got cut from Jacksonville. I actually think that's of it, some advantage to Leonard Fournette if once he lands with a team, maybe the Patriots, maybe some other team. Who the fuck knows? A lot of teams could use a Leonard Fournette. Somebody's going to pick him up and he's going to get points. And it's going to be a better situation than Jacksonville because Jacksonville's going to suck dick this year. They're in full tank mode getting rid of all their assets so i think jake's in good shape and i think jake could if this lineup pans out especially the starting lineup uh i really like that i honestly me i really like the two quarterback pick there at the end um carson wentz and dak prescott dak prescott and then carson wentz i think that's the right order for that especially picking at the 10 pick so he gets two good values right in a row at the quarterback spot. Picks up A.J. Green, who, hey, it's A.J. Green in the late round. Like, A.J. Green is a fucking first-round pick for the last, like, 15 fucking years. The guy might be able to play still. So 
You can insert that maybe into the flex spot. I really like Jake's squad. Good squad. I'm glad I don't have to talk about kickers, guys. If I had to fucking sit here and talk about kickers, I would kill myself. I'd fucking put a fucking bullet in my brain through my mouth. Up up like the top of my jaw and through my fucking head and blow my fucking brains out. Because that's how much I hate the kicker. But Jake comes in at, <laughs> at number six. Number five. Number five. It's me, the Kamish. My team's... Eh. 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 I got a great, I think, starting lineup. A um, little weak on running back, but I got some depth. I think that's what's good. That's what made me put myself here, and ESPN also put me here at five. Um, the big question marks for me, is Alvin Kamara going to play? He went back to practice today, I think. At least I read that last night. I didn't confirm it before the podcast because I'm lazy. Um, Julio Jones is older, but I think that team's going to get better, so maybe he can step up. There's a lot more targets there. Maybe he can figure it out. George Kittle signed a contract. Doesn't get a lot of touchdowns, though. Maybe this is the year that that changes. Uh, stats would tell you that's not the case, but the yardage adds up still good point value i think my team is painfully average but painfully average enough maybe to win a bunch of games in any given week and that's how you get it done sometimes it's all about matchups so commish coming in at number five number four zach amaron coming in at number four Zach, the, uh, I think, silent team in this league. Everybody's like, who the fuck is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? But he's only the running back that's probably going to get the bulk of the carries on the Super Bowl defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So pretty good use of that spot. The nine pick, take it. And then he comes back, gets a good wide receiver. Kenyon Drake getting in probably the bulk of the carries over there in Arizona. Um, wraps back around, gets tight end. I mean, I like this squad up and down. There's some depth here. Late round picks were all good. I mean, Zach Maron's not to be fucked with. I mean, people sleep on him because they're like, oh, it's Zach. He's a chemist. He doesn't know football. You don't need to know football to be good at fantasy football. I mean, he may not follow all the teams, but he can read numbers and interpret them probably better than you. And that's why he might whoop that ace this year. Could we see a Marone banner up in the Raptors next to the Fox piece of paper? We'll see. Zach Marone coming in at number four. Number three. Coming in at number three on the commission's rankings is Uncle BJ, the virtual drafter. He pulled one over on us for the most part, going Michael Thomas, Pat Mahomes back-to-back -back, first, second round. The dude... uh. Knows his shit about football. I'll tell you that. He makes the right pick at the right spot. It's like, I'm like, I'm going to get that guy on the wraparound. And then, then BJ takes him because BJ knows he's getting value. BJ's lineup up and down. There's a couple guys you can look at and be like, well, they're names, but they've had their, their issues. But all of these guys, if healthy, can produce and produce at high levels. And that's why ESPN ranked BJ number two. I actually moved him to three, but BJ could easily be one through three. Good squad. I'm pretty much docking him for not coming to the draft. That's that's it's personal now. So BJ, come to the fucking draft, dude. We had a good time. We missed you. BJ coming in at number three. 
number two. Number two on the commission's power rankings is Mark. And Mark's not going to be happy about it because he's like, dude, ESPN gave me one. Why didn't you give me one? Well, I just, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the, I, there's a better squad out there. Don't get me wrong, Mark's squad's good. I really like what he's done here. He's got running backs. He's got tight ends. He got late round value in carry on Johnson with his eighth pick. Carry on Johnson's coming back. Like, don't let that injury last year fool you. He's coming back. He could be a, a starting running back and easily a uh, a good flex flex guy for, for Mark. I really like Mark's squad. Really like it. But there is a squad I like a little bit more. So let's get to our number one team. Number one. Number one, our gulag winner, Horsham Thundercunts, Maxwell Ezra Stein Rosanelli. Stein just took advantage of winning the gulag and getting a good pick. Got great value at number one. Christian McCaffrey's a fucking beast. The best in the NFL. Probably the best fantasy player out there. At least last year. Can he repeat it? Carolina's a different team this year, but Christian McCaffrey's Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to do his thing. He comes back. It's Austin Eckler, the primary back now there for the Chargers. Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Russell Wilson, Stephon Dick. Do I need to keep going? This guy's team's pretty fucking good. ESPN ranked him, I think, number two. Let me look at my little sheet here. Uh... ESPN had him ranked three, but fuck ESPN. What do they know? I mean, there's a reason we went to Yahoo, right? They don't know what they're doing. We came back, though, because maybe they do know what they're doing. And maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just getting a little sippy, 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 sippy water. I have a straw today. I went to Dunkin' Donuts, and this has been my water cup. You ever do that? You're like, oh, I got a, I got a coffee. There's a straw. It's easier to drink out of. Let me fill this with water like a million times to make sure I hydrate. That's a good thing. This podcast is brought to you by hydration. Keeps you from dying, probably. All right, guys. I got to go fucking eat something. But those are my power rankings. Live with them. Or, you know, don't. Fucking at me. Because the soundboard is officially open for the 2020 Fantasy Football League season. I want to hear from you. Talk some shit, especially to me. I love it. So come at me. At me. On Facebook or Twitter. I'm 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 not on either. Uh, just follow Kitchen Marksman on Instagram. Uh, until next time, gentlemen, we'll uh, keep it real here over the makeshift studios. And when we get closer to football, you know, we'll do the damn thing and talk to each other about football. Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. All right. Whatever, though. So that's it for me. Four Roses taking me out. It's
Not giving its earn, God dog it. Nothing you lose. Good day, sir. Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. I think you just got, uh, cucked. I'm still here, guys. <laughs> Dude, I'm fucked up. Serious, though. For reals. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast. The ramblings. We'll be here next time. Seriously, though. Fuck me up with this soundboard this year. I want to hear it. I want the noise. Bring the noise. I want to hear everything from politics to fantasy football to just whatever fucking shit's on your mind. Hit me up. I'll talk some shit right back. And we'll get a two-way dialogue going on. Also, you want to come in the studio. We might have COVID. Come in the studio. Stop being a bitch. Wear a mask, you fucking pussy. Come in the studio, hang out with Gamish. 
And then last point, call in if you can't. If you want to be a bitch, not come in the studio, call in. Call in, hang out with me, do a segment. Kitchen Marksman on Instagram. We'll see you next time. Talking to your commission. Ooh.